right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Peterson Car Stories podcast. My name is Patrick. This is my co-host, Daniel. Hello. I didn't say to say hi, but whatever. <laughs> um, this is season three. We did it. So we thought we'd come back with a bang. So we got one of the internet's most favorite personalities, one of the biggest ones out there, the one and only James Pumphrey. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, dude. What's up? I always love coming to the Peterson. Any chance I can get. Awesome. No better place to be, right? Yeah. For those of you who don't know James, he is one of the hosts of the Donut Media YouTube channel. He's mm-hmm. most known for the Up to Speed show, which I would watch every time they came out. So, <laughs> right on. Yeah, right on indeed. Uh, big Volkswagen guy, right? Uh, yeah. Big how, Volkswagen guy. How many now? How many Volkswagens do I own? Um, technically, I own two Volkswagens. How many throughout your entire ownership history? Oh, uh, probably 18. <laughs> but it's easy it's e- easy to own 18 cars when they're all like three thousand dollars i'd assume this is all before the covid boom <laughs> yeah this I've is seen, all. I've well seen. unfortunately mark three volkswagen golfs uh haven't really appreciated like uh, a lot of other cars so yeah maybe we can change that um yeah. start investing in 90s volkswagen golfs Maybe uh, I can make make a mint on it. Let's just start buying the cheap ones and wrecking them so we can control the supply <laughs> yeah. and rise the demand a bit. Uh, just for our audience, like, when did the love start with the, the car? Oh, um, I don't ever remember not liking cars. My dad always had something interesting. Um, he had an M- like he had BMWs and then old British roadsters. So he had like a MGB with a Ford 302 in it. Um, had an E28. 535 is when i was like a little little kid i think that might have been like the first car i remember liking there's like a story i've told a bunch of times on our channel that like i had really bad asthma as a kid and um i would have asthma attacks and they'd have to take me to the emergency room and my dad credits um the 535 is for like getting me to the hospital in time and like that's like the story that my parents would tell like on my birthday, you know, like my mom was like, the the tires never touch the ground. And, you know? <laughs> so I think, you know, from a very, very young age, you know, literally a car and like the fact that it was a fast car, like saved my life. So I think that was just like ingrained in me to be like, oh man, not only do I, do I like cars, it needs to be a fast one, um, which is ironic that I like Volkswagen. I was about to say, <laughs> the story isn't quite adding up just yet. Yeah. <laughs> Where exactly did you grow up? Um, I grew up all over the South. So my dad, people often ask me if I was like in the, my parents were in the military, but my dad just had like a lot of dreams and would, you know, pack us up and move us. So I started out in Virginia, then I moved to Atlanta, then Florida, then Kentucky, then Virginia, then Kentucky. And then I think at one point, Monroe, Louisiana, and then out here. Wow. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And I moved out to LA when I was like 19. um, Speaking of, what brought you out here? Uh, I always, I wanted to be a comedian. So I um, grew up just like loving Chris Farley and Adam Sandler. And uh, I moved out here to like chase the dream of being an actor and a comedian. And that's what I did like throughout my 20s. You know, I... uh, auditioned for a lot of stuff. I was in some like independent movies. I was on like some sitcoms that people would know. Um, and just did like a lot of like live comedy theater, like sketch comedy and improv and like really studied, you know, the science and like the art of comedy. Um, I went to school at this place called Upright Citizens Brigade. Mm, Yep. And like, uh, 
you know, did like improv teams and took improv and sketch writing classes and would perform just like four or five times a week. So I always wanted to like combine, you know, my love for comedy with like my love for cars. And then, um, you know, I was just so grateful that I was able to do that with donut because like most comedians don't like cars. And I, Mm. and I feel like in the past eight years since I've been doing donut, I, I think, whether it's like who I surround myself with or, or maybe I feel like maybe cars have become more like acceptable to like, but like back in the day, it was like a third date thing to like bring up. It's like, okay, I I know that you like me. So, um, (laughs) I already bought bought into it. I have a dumb car. (laughs) (laughs) You just have seen the daily. There's about 14 other Volkswagen. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, what was your first car? Uh, my first car, I learned how to drive in a um, 91 Volvo 240 with a five-speed. Okay, um, nice. And then the first car that was mine was a 93 uh, Nissan 240SX. And then, yeah, <laughs> sweet. I, dude, 240, it was like 70,000 miles, mint. I mm. got it for like $3,000. That's a like a $80,000 car right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, like a Club K or anything. It was just yeah. literally just pig nose. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, not pig nose. The smooth one. So it was like the... The, the more desirable Yeah, it was like one. a dual cam, like facelifted uh, S13. So I yeah. hate the COVID bubble, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is like, yeah. So mint, just like amazing. And then I went to... Cape Cod with my friend Ross Lakites. Shouts to Ross. He's on Broadway now. Um, and uh, his brother had a Volkswagen GTI uh, and a really pretty girlfriend. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get a Volkswagen because <laughs> girls like Volkswagens. And so I, I sold the T40, got a GTI VR6 and a girlfriend. So there you go. Yeah. Do I need to get a VR6? Girls yeah. like Volkswagens. You are going I, I to should, a little I should, spout. I should uh, ditch the Lexus then. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know. High, high school girls in Louisville, Kentucky like Volkswagens. So <laughs> there you go. I, I don't have a, I don't have a, I'm from here. I don't have a G Wagon or a range. So uh, mm. no, like my dirty ass Lexus will have to suffice. It's got wow. to. Good thing I have a range. Explains. Oh hey, and I have a G Wagon. <laughs> I got, yeah, I got the 91 first gen range. Oh, so. sweet. It's my baby. But, uh, do you want to tell them how long how long it sat in that one spot in the parking lot here? <laughs> no comment. No. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we have plenty of non-running cars that don't. Have, yeah. So. I mean, you brought the the Z06 here. Speaking of Kentucky. Yeah. So that's a donut car. I don't own that car. Oh, I, I figured that. as much. But yeah. we just shameless plug. The new Corvette exhibit has just opened on the second <laughs> floor. <laughs> celebrating um, seventy years. Celebrating seventy years of pure American bald eagleness. Yeah, um, made in Kentucky, just like me. Bowling Green. Somebody commented on our TikTok yesterday, say, "Why not just go to Bowling Green?" And I was like, "You know what? Yeah, they already have a museum. They already have one, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do have the C seven R. That's enough to see the place. But you have been a donor for eight years, like you said." What has been your favorite show you've hosted or co-hosted or any sort of thing you've had your fingers in? Mm, I mean, Up to Speed was the one that like changed it for us. Like our business model was totally different before we launched that show. And it was just sort of like we were doing more like almost like boutique, like commercial agency type stuff. We do Mm -hmm. like one big video a month for like Monster. And it was like stunts and drifting and Ryan Turk would be in it. I was, yeah, I was about to say, I remember the first videos you guys put out because I've 
I used to work for Hoonigan, so like I was like all over this stuff. Yeah. You, the first video series you guys put out was the 4586, correct? Yeah. I remember watching those videos. I've been around, uh-huh. and I remember seeing your first videos. Like, oh, this guy's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we would do a lot of that, and then like, just like on a whim, we like we were like, all right, we'll make a video about the history of the GTR, and we put it out, and it got like three and a half million views on Facebook in like the first day, and then we were like, all right, I guess we got to do this every week. So up to speed was really the first um, like experiment in like a like set cadence of a video. Like we didn't really have much of an audience at that time. Like we didn't have people who like knew that they liked donut like people would like catch one of our videos and like it would get a bunch of views but there was no like donut fan base and so it was really an experiment and like all right every thursday we put out a video every thursday like we just got to hustle and get it out like what will happen and eventually it was just like obvious that that's what we should do and so you know up to speed so we just kept doing that and we did uh different shows and like at one point we had six shows a week now we're back down to about three uploads a week but up to speed i think like holds a big part in my heart um high low where we take one car and give it a bunch of expensive parts and one car and give it a bunch of cheap parts that's like i think that was like a level up for us um which we actually had one but the tacoma here i mean that was was so sick to have i think uh I don't know if this is like official, but I believe that we may have been the first plasti dipped car in the Peterson Museum. That would probably check out. Yeah. And honestly, that's kind of hilarious. I've always wanted to know this about high low. Uh-huh. How did you and Nolan figure out who's getting high versus low? Did you guys pull sticks, rock, paper, scissors? Oh, no, I'm Nolan's Smash boss. Brothers? So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, was gonna so I get high. Okay. That's fair. Just, yeah. just lay down the law. Uh-huh. I, there you have it, folks. It's that easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like oddly enough with that show, I feel like I've developed like this like heel character. Like I really pull a lot from like Ric Flair and just like I think one of our directors in the Subaru series was like who's like this like character is like obviously a version of yourself, but you're like dis- not only is being poor the worst thing that you can be, but like you're disgusted by poor people. <laughs> 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 Which is not really yeah. the case. Only when it comes to like Nolan and his car parts, I find it vomitous. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, that's actually hilarious. Uh, you guys went through like five Subarus in that series, didn't you? Three actual cars. Two of them are still intact. To be fair, um, I totaled one at Streets of Willow, um, and dude, it's like very it like brutal from the uh, POV. It was scary. It was like really scary. It was like. Uh, a moment where I was like, all right, we're not like messing around anymore. This is a serious thing that we're doing. Um, so one total car, seven engines. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, wow. that's just like an average weekend for any Subaru owner. Let's be <laughs> honest. I mean, we got a lot of hate for it. I think we had bad luck. Like we got a, a few kind of crummy engines. And when you're like filming a video series, you don't have enough time to like do as much due diligence as you should so i think we bad luck and you know just rushing a little bit i mean yeah and those super motors i've rebuilt a couple of them myself they are very temperamental but after you do it one time you can do it like 14 more times that day it's they're very easy to break and produce great things when they work but 
I can totally see why you blew them up. And, uh-huh. and there's always something wrong. And they get wrecked. I mean, they are the most expensive car to insure the car that come in in the yeah. entire United States for young people because they get wrecked all the time. And that's why there's so many around. <laughs> uh, and just for the other half of the car to explode. So Yeah. But hey, good job with that though. You you, you did pull together, and you, the high low series has been one of the most popular series I've seen. On like, I'm a YouTube vet as I call myself, uh, and automotive YouTube. And congrats, good Thank job. You. Thank you. It's super fun to do. Um, we're currently trying to figure out how to do a new season with new cars. Uh, so if you're like a big company out there with a lot of money, <laughs> we have a big plan and we, we, go. we're holding out. We need some money to do it. So. High versus low Lamborghini Gallardo edition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're moving into planes. <laughs> that, ooh, boats would be kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. I, we've tried boat content before, honestly. We were just like, it's just cars for the sea. And our audience was like, no. You've got to make Gober. I personally want to know, how did you get to Donut? How did it all start um, from acting, yeah, know, doing so, stand-up, all of that? So Donut was started by three guys that don't work there anymore. Mm-hmm. This guy, Nick Mosseri, Ben Conrad, and Matt Levin. Um, Nick and Ben were like a Ben's a director, Nick's a producer. They were uh, like partners that directed three of the Jim Khanna films. Mm-hmm. So I think three through seven, no, three through five, I think. Um, don't kill me, Scotta, if I'm wrong. Um, so like they started Donut because mm-hmm. they saw like a gap in like the industry. And then Matt was like this like internet guru guy. So like they were starting this company and Ben had just done a short film with this guy, Josh Fadum, who's my friend, another actor, comedian. And they were like, uh, do you know any funny people who like cars? And Josh said, there's only one. <laughs> and <Nice>. uh, <laughs> I actually, uh, Matt just left uh, Donut uh, at the beginning of this year. And I found the original email that they sent me to like bring me in for a meeting. And uh, I was like, my response was like, this sounds great. I've been looking for a way to combine comedy and cars forever. And like that was just like such a beautiful beginning to what we ended up doing. So, I mean, honestly, it was this one guy knew me and there were not others like me. (laughs) So right time, right place. Yeah, for sure. It was just like such kismet. So, and then like, I just didn't leave. So I came for the meeting and just kept coming back and they were like, we have to pay you now. I mean, finding cars and comedy is a bit tough like you say i mean mm-hmm. i'm i'm doing stand-up myself here and there i, right never, on. I never told you what's up right on <laughs> yeah right on that's just where i was like a third wheel but um yeah it's i feel like everybody in the car scene isn't they're not that funny people unless mm-hmm. and they're too serious they're too serious <laughs> yeah speaking from member the lexus community it's just a bunch of nerds mm-hmm. who like they're toyota nerds but they wear suits and enjoy leather seats yeah and seat ventilators but it's you got you got yourself a rare gene. They really are just one of a kind, aren't you? Like comedy in cars is very hard to find. Yeah, I'm one of a kind, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> now give um, us money. But I mean, everybody's a nerd. Everybody worth talking to is some sort of nerd. Like comedy guys are nerds. Like before, I was you know now I sit around and talk about like rare spec automobiles, but I also have like conversations about like National Lampoon Radio Hour uh, recordings and stuff. So like, if you want to be good at anything you just got to be like really really interested in it and just be a super huge nerd about it like i can quote like any will ferrell sketch from his run on snl you know 
you got to stu- study everything I don't know, and then rip it off. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's like your favorite car of all time? Ooh, tough. Um, it's always a tough question. There's a lot of them, okay. obviously. So yeah. attainable and no freaking way. Uh, so <laughs> I, I do see myself getting into an E30 M3 at some point in the next not too long. Um, I, one of the first cars I ever liked, mm-hmm. really love BMWs. I have an S52 swapped E30 right now that I really love. And then I just think like E30 M3, it's like, it's such a heritage car and like such a story car that I feel like you can be in a group of anything else and like you belong, you know, it's like that special. So, and it, it's the one of those that I can maybe afford <laughs> um, sure. for the same reason, like Lancia Delta Integrale has always been just like, I don't know why it looks like that. Like nothing else looks like that. Like box flares, but like hatchback, but like just sick. I feel like it's the turbo M3, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. option. Um, so those are my favorite, like oldish cars. Love Volkswagens. Um, I don't know, like a 964 RS America is probably like my out of reach guy or like some sort of like stupid spec Porsche for sure. The stupid specs are always the most fun. I yeah. gotta say, like the ruby red with matching interior. I hate yeah. to admit that goes kind of stupid. Yeah, I'm definitely like uh, super attracted to like weird options and stuff. Oh, so, yeah. Like my E30 has a uh, cardinal red interior on black. And it's like, that. that's why I bought it. <laughs> really. yeah. I mean, the sillier, the better. Mm-hmm. The car I'm trying to find myself into is a E36 M3 lately. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want the... What's the yellow called? Le Mans yellow? No, it's not. Uh, D- Dakar. Dakar. Okay, I thought, yeah. that, I thought those were poor yeah, Dakar yellow. Pre-COVID, I could pick one of those up for $500. Dude, I had a deal to buy one of those for like, yeah, super cheap right before COVID. Before COVID. Yeah. Like right when COVID hit, like there's like a few months where like nobody knew what was going to happen. So everyone's like unloading everything. Mm-hmm. And like I was just like lowballing people. Just like, oh, it's 14. I'll give you seven. And like no intention of like buying anything. I just didn't have anything to do. So like that, how I like, just like wasting people's time for yeah. like three weeks until, you know, it went up. You, you've, you mentioned a couple of Nissans. Do you have a pretty rich Nissan ownership history as well? Relatively. I feel like, yeah, Nissan's the third best Japanese company. Um, what are the other two? I mean, Honda and Toyota go back and forth for number one. This is the right answer. So okay, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Nissans are like affordable. So like, and they're good. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I've owned a Frontier and then the, obviously the Zs mm-hmm. are really good. I'd love to get into a new Z. I really liked that car a lot. How'd you like yours? Me? Yeah. I did like it. Yeah, I bet yeah. you did. You it did, was automatic though. Oh yeah. I had it for a week here. Oh, like right press on. car, but. Yeah, they're great. Fun. Yeah, I put like yeah. 500, 600 miles on it. Yeah. So. He, never, he never ceased to tell me that he had it. He just sent me random <laughs> pictures just like, hey, I'm driving and you're not. Like, all right. Because well, he wasn't 25 yet. I'm still not 25. So <laughs> um, I would trade you. I would trade you the ability to drive a Z to be 25. I do. <laughs> I if I could go back, I would trade you anything. No, no. I'm going to do everything. Like, it's just our dynamic is I've just been on like a tear to take whatever he can have that I can't away from him. So that's a good relationship. Yeah. It's awful. He's, yeah. he's really, he's really tempted me to just absolutely I tease him all the time i'm but. going to burn your desk down <laughs> <laughs> but um speaking of office dynamic 
uh-huh. you guys have had a lot of new personalities through and through throughout Donut. How did you guys many. find all these talents? Um, different ways. So I think, I think that the one of the reasons that Donut is the way that Donut is is that none of us were qualified to have our jobs when we got them. So like, uh, like I was like, I got hired and I was writing like copy or like sales pitches or whatever. And they were like, all right, we got to hire you. I was like, all right, cool. I want to be head writer. <laughs> and so they were like, we don't have one of those. So I was like, you do now. <laughs> and so it was like a bunch of friends, like figuring out how to do stuff. Like now I'm the editor in chief. Like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, so like it, me and then Jesse, our CCO um, are like super, we're like creative partners. And I think the guys who spearheaded what donut is now, um, Nolan started, Jesse started as a shooter. Um, Nolan started as an intern, just like bothering us. Um, he worked the front desk for a while. A lot of our directors moved from like front desk to editor to director. Um, Jeremiah and Nolan used to write for me. Um, and then through them on camera, Zach, we cast um, and he like auditioned and we moved him out from Ohio. You did him a favor. Yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> actually talked to his dad on the phone today. Um and then Justin, same situation. We did like an open casting and I met with like two hundred people and um brought them out to like for like a uh what's a chemistry test and they passed. So yeah, a lot a lot of different ways. I think like the most successful ways is to like just get people involved with us because the way we do things is not like there's no like industry for it and there's you, no one else does it you know it's like kind of a new job that we're like making up so like just like getting involved um with us and then kind of like we promote from inside kind of thing so what's what's your favorite um clip or like video you guys made favorite video i've ever made the ken miles one like up to speed mm-hmm. was really fun uh that was like sponsored by Disney, Ooh. which was like a huge wow. moment. Got the mouse check. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> a huge moment for us. Um, uh, the 100th up to speed was like a big deal. Um, again, high-low was like the first time we ever like really touched cars. So that was huge. Um, I got flown to Italy to drive some Lamborghinis at the factory. And like that was like I started crying during that one. Um I mean, there's just, there's been a lot of really cool opportunities that this job has brought me and like really cool experiences. And like, without being cheesy, I think the relationships that I've had, you know, is is definitely the most important thing. And the fact that like, I really like going to work. Um, Like sometimes, like even if I don't have anything to do that day, like I'll go in because like, what else am I going to do? And I think we all kind of feel that same way. And we've really like, the fact that we've put ourselves in the position now that we're like it sometimes it is like we need a video what are we going to do but like a lot of times it's like oh i want to do this like let's film it you mm. know like and then we end up you know jeremiah builds like a walmart mini bike that goes 100 miles an hour you oh, know? so cool and yeah <laughs> so like a lot of it's yeah that's it's, some bonkers did you see that video i did that, you took it to santa margarita i know yeah. that <laughs> some take some huevos my guy oh my yeah. lord it's like man 
You all, oh, for the for those of you listening who don't know, he's the man who invented hearse purrs, right? Oh, yeah. I coined that phrase. You did coin the phrase. <laughs> so thank you for the meme that will live on forever and automotive. Right yeah, for sure. What was the word zeitgeist? The zeitgeist. The zeitgeist. Yeah. So we have a question we like to ask every single one of our guests, and it's a very zesty one. Nice. I love zesty question. EVs. A zesty questy. EVs. Uh huh. We've gotten a whole range of answers on this. Yeah. What's the James Pumphrey take on EVs? On EVs? I mean, people didn't like cars because like they were like, I need my horse has eyes, you know, like my <laughs> <laughs> like I can tr- I can tell if I can trust a horse. You know what I mean? Like uh I don't know, they're happening. So I think they're there are some cool ones. I think they're gonna continue to get cooler. They've definitely gotten cooler since the first time I was asked that question, you know, in the past True. eight years. Um, I think, you know, it's inevitable. Um I think the thing holding back right now is uh infrastructure. Hundred percent. I had a I would one hundred percent drive like an EV, like a Taycan. Oh, yeah. like, great. One of the best cars I've driven in the past like yep. few years amazing car you've got like, that response a lot yeah but if you don't own a home then like you don't or have a landlord that's willing to let you do that then like it's really impossible to own one so i think that's the thing that's holding it back but like they're faster than <laughs> ice cars mm-hmm. so do you like gas or do you like going fast you know so i think um yeah evs roll and there's some nor- ner- nerdy <laughs> ones, but there's also nerdy ice cars. And Fun fact, you can force your landlord, according to a lot, really? to install a home charger nice. for you if you're renting a house with a garage. You can buy California Law and be like, hey, I just got an EV, help me. All and right. they will huh. have to pull it out of, the, out of their own money. So Cool, yeah. now I just got to figure out how to afford a take. So yeah, last night, um, we we're taking a rally up for Pebble Beach. Mm-hmm. I have a Alfa Romero um, Tenali, mm-hmm. which is a plug-in hybrid. And I was, so I was like, you know what, let me just charge it up because I just Mm -hmm. been putting gas in it. Went to the charging station, all taken up, Mm -hmm. if not broken. So I'm like, all right, Whole Foods has one. Mm -hmm. Same thing. I spent like half an hour after eight, because after the peak hours, couldn't find one. I was just like, forget it. Like, I'm just going to put gas. It was that was my first experience. Yeah. With the take-in, it's like, I guess I'll go. I, I literally went to Fox Hills Mall like three times while yeah. I had it. And I was just like, I guess I'll get an Annie Ann's pretzel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, once yeah. every three days, I just go eat an Annie Ann's. And it's so frustrating. It's just like, come on, Mike. Yeah. They got to make, yeah, that's just my experience. But once take. that happens, you know. It's inevitable. Yeah. yeah. So. It's all inevitable. As somebody who drives a 2001 Lexus with a V6, uh, please make it more accessible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, another question we asked our guests, do you follow motorsports? Um, very lightly. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever? No, not really. Okay. Not until I started making videos about it. Just because you have to, right? Yeah. I mean, I knew like, <laughs> I always like knew the names. Like I always knew like the guys like Senna mm-hmm. and Dale Earnhardt and stuff. But totally. Never, yeah. never was like a short, a sports guy. Yeah. So I noticed you have a Mercedes Benz uh, tattoo oh, on yeah. your arm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other, um, Car Brand? tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> I have Dodge paid me ten grand to get. Uh, <laughs> Does that say hashtag ad? Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah, can you just tell our audience like the background behind that? Yeah. So uh, kind of early on in Donut, 
Dodge was like one of our first partnerships with like with a brand. And I think they may have been our first like OEM like sponsorship. And they're fun. Like Dodge is a fun company to do stuff with because, you know, obviously mm-hmm. like they like burnouts and totally. doing fun Beats stuff. And yeah. And uh, so they, so like companies are like ad agencies. It's like a college club, you know, in a lot of ways where mm-hmm. it's like, by the end of the year, you have to spend this amount of money or you give it back or like you don't get it anymore. Yep. So like December, they hit us up and they were like, hey, we have this amount of money. We have to spend it. Do you have any ideas? And we we're like, I'll get Dodge tattooed on my chest. And they were like, let us talk to our lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Was that like a joke? Just like messing around? Or were you kind of serious? Uh, we were like, we actually like had a meeting at Donut and I was like, I'll do it. I think it's hilarious. Um, and so like we pitched it and we have it on film. Like we made a video about it and uh, like the Dodge team is like, just starts laughing <laughs> on the conference call. Um, I didn't expect them to say yes, uh, but yeah, we made a video about it. It got way less views than I wanted it to. <laughs> I thought it was going to be huge. Um, and then also i like, I was like, I'm always going to think this is funny. So like, obviously I won't regret it. Um, but like, I know it's a joke and the hashtag ad isn't as big as I wanted it to be. I know it's a joke, but when I'm like at a hotel in like Palm Springs or like Santa Barbara, now that I'm like, like yeah. a grown up, yeah. nobody else knows it's a joke. So they just think I'm this big red white guy with like <laughs> Dodge tattooed on my chest. So that's fun. But yeah, I mean. And why Mercedes Benz? Uh, I think they're the coolest car company. They okay. make dump trucks and mclaren slrs hence the g-wagon yeah 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 very cool (laughs) which uh which g-wagon do you have i have a g500 so like a w463 nice what does that mean i don't speak mercedes it's like a 2000s (laughs) early 2000s but it's like backdated to look like it's from the 90s so cool oh fantastic i love those early 90s g-wagons i mean is that the one you want it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm just a sucker for anything boxy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm oh. glad like a lot of companies are going back to boxy, mm-hmm. just like the new Toyota. Oh, the, new, Cruiser. the, the new Lexus. Five, is so oh, the Ionic Five, I think, is a very good looking car for yeah. being the new the neo boxy. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. new Land Cruiser, though, oof, the Toyota fanboy inside. No, of me. I know about the hybrid. Yeah. A four year old could draw could draw all of my cars. Like you could draw every car I own with a ruler. Like I love boxy. Oh man, I'm just a sucker for boxes you know man. sucker you, for box you should see me at the post office man <laughs> they don't even let me in <laughs> FedEx sh- anymore dude so when you're not um doing making uh videos or anything like that what do you do on your free time i'm trying to figure that out <laughs> uh, i mean we had our heads down for so long uh trying to get this thing going um paid off yeah and thank you but and it's also like a thing like based on what we were doing before mm-hmm. like we've all been making videos since we were in high school and we've all liked cars since we were like babies so like there's like this saying like do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life but mm-hmm. like you have to find a new thing to love or you'll just work all the time you True. know so i don't know i'm trying to find some interest if anyone has any suggestions <laughs> uh i like spending i have a dog i really like i have a girlfriend i really like um you know boring boring mid middle-aged guy stuff have you thought about dabbling back into comedy 
Uh, I mean, I feel like I do comedy okay. with Donut. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would love to do like we were going to do a tour, but COVID kind of messed it up. Um, so I would, I would like to return to like the stage because doing live stuff is probably still the best feeling I've ever had mm. in my entire life. Like having an audience in front of you is just there's nothing like it. So figuring out how to take this and take it on the road that would be pretty cool. I, I hope like the donut tour comes back. That yeah. was a very fun idea. I know, but yeah, COVID. So how often do you get stopped on the street or do you? Um, I do. People are usually pretty respectful. Mm -hmm. I'd say once to twice a day. Wow. That like often. if I'm like doing stuff, if I'm like out and it depends on where we're going to. Okay, so like our fan base is like young men yeah. who like work. Mm -hmm. So like, Home Depot, you're gonna get recognized. <laughs> you know, Harbor Freight, <laughs> yeah, Harbor Freight. Oh, every time, O'Reilly's for sure. Dude. So it's the like, uh, if I go to like Bloomingdale's, no, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Magic in recognizing a Bed Bath and Bankruptcy. Like, that'd be really, <laughs> yeah. really. Do you remember the first time you got like recognized and asked for like an autograph or something? Uh, it was was at it a SEMA. trip? Okay, so it was at SEMA a couple or. A long time ago, in 2018, probably. Um, and I was actually, I was with Hurt from Hoonigan. Mm -hmm. And like, back, I just, I still think he's the best guy, but like, I, he was like, I felt like a freshman hanging out with a senior. Like, that was like one of the first times we ever hung out. And uh, like, someone came up and was like, Hurt. And they were like, oh, donut. And <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm here, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was the first time, okay. and it was cool that it was in front of him too. Because I was like, <laughs> "Senior yeah. likes me now." Yeah, yeah. I don't need to get jumped in anymore. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, you also do a podcast, right? Yeah, we do. So, um, what is it called? Just a little plug. Um, we have a podcast called Pass Gas Podcast. P S T G A S. Um, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, uh, me, Nolan Sykes, and Joe Weber hosted and if you we don't do up to speeds anymore on the youtube channel but uh i think past gas scratches that same history itch it's like um yes yeah, christina's our producer is actually here what what do we do, call it it's yeah car history and fun stories automotive stories so and it's the one of the most successful uh, i mean automotive. yes twist my yes. arm it is the number one automotive <laughs> podcast on the planet come yeah, on man sure. plug yourself harder Whatever. plug yourself harder do it yeah. very cool um I mean, just for us, you know, um, second season with this Oh, guy. yes. Also, the number 58 comedy podcast on the planet, <laughs> which is cooler to me. <laughs> Dude, we're running out of arms to twist. Do you do have any advice for us, us just starting out? For, um, or young um, people just wanting to start an automotive podcast? I was like, keep doing it. Keep, just make, 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 make. Uh, I've made a bunch of stuff that you guys haven't seen. Uh, that's because it sucked, but you haven't seen it. Uh, so if you make a bunch of crappy stuff, as long as it's not offensive and no one's ever going to see it, they'll see the good stuff. So just keep, keep making, surround yourself with people who know how to do stuff that you don't know how to do. Um, don't have an ego constantly like learn from everybody. Shit. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, kind of on that same note, like allow yourself to have heroes and like people that you look up to. I think that's, to me, I think that I credit that for any success that I have is like. I have a long list of guys that I want to be like and whose careers that I want. And, you know, if, you know, they 
good artists uh, borrow, like great artists steal or mm-hmm. whatever. Like if you have like 12 influences and you steal from all of them, then like that's you, you know? So True. like I, I I would say like having heroes is probably the biggest thing and like people that like you want to emulate and, and want to be like um, is probably my biggest piece of advice. And if people want to learn more about you, how can they find out more about you? You can find me at James Pumphrey uh, on social media or at Kentucky Cobra on TikTok or uh, Donut Media, YouTube or you know, socials uh, and listen to our, pa- our podcast, Pass Gas. So Perfect. Yeah. And that's all, right. that's all I got. Well, that's, that's time. Thank you, Daniel, for doing that. <laughs> Thank you, James, for being here. This has been a fantastic podcast. You've been a great know. guest. Thank you. And uh, you're always welcome here. As Dude, you know, I love coming here. We have we have a partnership with each other. We, we do, do. Yeah. yes, newly found partnership, and we really do appreciate the corporate strings for making this happen. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thank you, Overlords. <laughs> All right. Thank you, James, again for doing it and for helping us launch season three of the Stan and Pat. And thank you so much again, James. And uh be sure to follow the Peterson Museum on all socials. Uh, it's not hard to find us. Just give us a Google. Thank you again for listening, everybody. Take care.